Once more with feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffyverse fancast. I'm your watcher, Donna. I'm your watcher, Jack. I'm your watcher, Adrian. And here we are, the series premiere of Angel. The episode that ends with a preposition. It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was City of... Oh, it originally aired October 5th, 1999. It was written by Joss Whedon and David Greenwald and directed by Joss. So they are really going for that noir feeling. Oh, yeah. Super noir. I don't know what I think of it, except I kind of like David Boreanaz's voice. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good voice. My note is so noir. So yeah. noir. It is very noir. It feels like a parody of noir. They've gone so noir. Yeah, well, and they're combining noir with camp. Yeah. In a way that, I don't know, man, it really, it's right in that middle space between working and not working. I will say that it did not work for me. The only reason I watched Angel when it was on TV is because it came on right after Buffy. Mm-hmm. And when they stopped being on the same channel, I stopped watching Angel. Here's the thing to me. Um, and by the way, I did not watch either of these shows when they were being broadcast. I watched both of them. Actually, I think I caught up just in time for the series finale of Angel. I think I actually watched the series finale live on TV. And everything else I watched on DVD. Um, I watched this entire, like, all of it, just so much religion, like, religiously. I loved Um, it so much. They tell you in that first, that cold open, they tell you this is no longer a girl power show. This is not a show about how the women are powerful. This is all about women are weak, and we're going to save them, boys. Especially if they're blonde. Especially if they're blonde. Because we've got a kink, and we don't care that you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, right there in the opening scene where we rescue the helpless women. And it's Sawyer! Yeah. From Lost. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, Sawyer from Lost was one of the vampires in the opening (gasps) scene. Oh, he was! Yeah. Yes, he's the one that was just disgusted with Angel. Yeah. Yeah, with Drunk Angel. I didn't recognize him until you said it, but as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, it was. And then, Glenn Quinn. Oh, wait. So first, I I love that opening theme song. Okay, I wrote it down, actually. Darling Violetta, The Sanctuary. It's such a good song. It is really good. If you have never listened to the full version of that song, I strongly suggest that you do, because it is beautiful I don't want you to listen to it because I want to listen to it all the time and only me it's mine mine um I'm gonna listen to it later no <laughs> I uh, real quick the German title of this episode was Licht und Schatten which is light and shadow oh I kind of wish they'd done that I like I, I don't know I feel like that's a better that is, but I also think the, what is it? It's not a pun. I don't know what it is. The city of Angel. 
I don't think it would have worked in German. Probably not. Yeah. Although... Not sure what's in English. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> in Brazil, it was Bem-vindos a Los Angeles. Oh, welcome. welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah, and in French, it was Bienvenue a Los Angeles. Welcome to also, Los Angeles. Also, welcome to Los Angeles. So I think you're right. I think that title only works in English. And even... Eh, more or less. For, for me, the title is City of... City of? I mean, I don't know. Oh, Angel. City of... Okay. I don't know why it doesn't work in, like, in other languages, because... Bienvenue. Because do you know what the name... What the nicknames of other states... Uh, what other cities are in other countries? That's true. Yeah. Like, 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 if somebody said the City of Angels and you lived in Germany, would you be like, what? Yeah, but this is I'm the... I'm sorry, was? But Los Angeles is the City of Angels, not, like, the City of Angel. I mean, but also, isn't that what Los Angeles means? It yes. Is. I mean, it means well, it means, the, it means the angels. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Shows you how much Spanish I know, huh? Un poco. Un non. Poquito. Non. It'd be funny because, like, in Spanish, city of would be La Ciudad de, and then the 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 name of the series would be Los Angeles. Um. Why did Angel do the drunk act? Uh, because... Was it necessary? It, it was cute. I mean, yeah, it was it was cute, but what it did was draw attention to him when what he really needed to be was not um, drawing attention to himself. Yeah. It just felt unnecessary. It was, but it was cute. The, the bit when he looked at the big black bald guy and said that he reminded him of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, but I just thought this... But when I thought Angel was actually drunk, I was like, this is funny. And then when it was like, oh, it was an act, I was like, well, now that's just dumb. Like, yeah. yeah. That was a joke for nobody. Yeah. Who were you telling that joke? Yourself. You were telling that joke to yourself. Right. You're absolutely right. It was definitely for the audience, and, like, it didn't have to be there, and it didn't make sense that it was there. Because all he was doing was he was watching those guys. Mm-hmm. And he could have done that much more effectively just sitting there. Mm-hmm. But then Quietly. how was he going to have emote? And, like, how was he going to, like, tell the story of, like, how he got there? We needed that recap because I'm sure a lot of people that never watched Buffy were certainly tuning oh, into yeah, this episode and then so course. much that we needed the other recap. Exactly. Oh, God. I would just wait until we get there. I'm... Yeah. Uh, I have comments. Uh, oh, just, well, let's just jump oh, there. Hold because... on a second. Hold on a second. I have one more thing to say about the bar. As Angel was leaving, did you guys see a rainbow flag? Did he know those guys were vampires because they were picking up a girl in a gay bar? Ha! <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> No, I did not notice a rainbow flag. There was a rainbow flag or a rainbow banner or something on the wall as Angel was leaving. And I was like, yeah, dudes picking up a girl in the gay bar would be weird and set off alarms. We will go. I will make that my headcanon for what was going on there. In the opening also, I saw two guys leaving with two girls. Mm -hmm. But then there were three guys. Yeah, there was a mysterious third guy. Yeah, a random third guy appeared. Mm -hmm. I noticed the same. Okay, good. I thought I was crazy for a second. Um, Angel picks the nicest places to live. I don't know how he does it with no money. Right. Okay, I actually want my last note is what is Angel's financial situation? It's because really in poor. Sunnydale, he was living in that mansion. Yeah. And then here in Los Angeles, he's living in some big lavish place with like 
You could roller skate. He has his own that, private elevator. Yeah, you could roller skate in that apartment or whatever. And I just, I don't feel like Los Angeles prices would be that different from New York. No. And that would be massively expensive. Yeah, we had jobs in New York and still had to regularly make the choice between paying the rent on our apartment that was smaller than this room we're recording this episode in. Cordelia specifically later mentions that he lacks an investment portfolio. So yeah. like, so he has no money. So who the fuck knows how he gets his apartment? I, I feel like we're supposed to think maybe he's squatting. Yeah, but then like, then he somehow gets this place legally. Yeah. Okay, but so. he moved, there's stuff, like his stuff is there. Yeah. He has stuff. I don't argue. It doesn't make sense. Um, like, the people on Friends couldn't afford their apartment either. You know, so um, it doesn't make sense. I would believe the squatting if he didn't have so much stuff. But he's got, like, art on the walls and a refrigerator and electricity. Good point. Doyle cannot make Angel's biography interesting. Doesn't matter how hard he tries. <laughs> he's such a charismatic fellow, and when he's telling that biography, I was so fucking bored. I was so sad. I don't know. It just made me sad to see Doyle. It made me a little sad to see Doyle, too. Because if you don't know, the actor died. Glenn Quinn is dead. Glenn Quinn had a... He overdosed, didn't he? He heroin, I think. And died. And so it just... He's so likable, and he's so cute, and just... <sighs> he was one of the... Like, he was basically... Like, he and Cordelia were the reasons I was watching Angel at all. And when that happened, that was the first time anything... Anybody that I really... Any celebrity I really cared about had died. Because I was a little bit too young for the uh, Kurt Cobain stuff. Um, But, like, I just remember being so bummed out by that. And just, like, thinking a lot about how must the cast have... Felt. Right. Like, did they know? Were they, like, were they sad? Were they friends? Like, I don't know, man. It just... It's a fucking bummer, Glenn Quinn. You were awesome. Then Angel says, why aren't I kicking you out? And I'm like, I, I hate it when, like, lampshades... Like, Joss Whedon loves his lampshades. Yeah. And I hate it when they happen and it's the same question that I'm asking. Because it's like... No, your lampshade did the opposite job that it was supposed to. Well, yeah, because I, I absolutely Angel should have kicked him out. Angel would not have put up with that. Um, but speaking of lampshading, I really feel like the exposition itself was a little bit lampshaded. Like, like it was just so obvious that it was exposition. Yeah. That I, I feel like there was kind of a Joss Whedon standing over there going, listen, I've got to. Okay, because... I've got to, but here it is. It was such a contrived entrance. It really was. It, it was not good. Well, and like I said, I just kept, the whole time it was happening, I just kept thinking, are there that many people who never watched Buffy uh-huh. watching this show that we need to have all of this explained to us right now? Well, and also, I mean, the, the conceit there was, was that Quinn was proving that he knew stuff. That was, that was the conceit. Doyle. I, Doyle. You're right, not Quinn. Doyle. The conceit there was that Doyle was proving that he knew who Angel was, but we did not need that much for that. It could have been, hey, you went you went to Sunnydale, you met a girl, you got your heart broke, you left, and now you're here, has done it. It has succeeded in it without the five-minute speech. Yeah, it was really long. Uh, however, 
let's all take a moment to appreciate the fact that it was Doyle delivering all of that shitty exposition to us and not motherfucking Whistler. Yeah. Yeah, why the hell did that happen? Why was it Doyle and not Whistler? Yeah, because, like, Whistler should have come back or, like, something should have happened with Whistler. And I know they bring him back in the comic, but that doesn't count. I am going to hope that it was because Joss Whedon decided that Whistler sucked. Oh, I know the answer to this, actually, but before I look it up, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Blade. Oh, yeah, because Blade has a Whistler. Blade, uh, the movie with Wesley Snipes, had a character named Whistler. And I don't remember if there were actual legal concerns about the two kids, because they were both, like, the mentor characters. So I don't recall if there were legal concerns or just general, we don't want to confuse the audience concerns. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue to believe that it was because Joss Whedon thought Doyle sucked. You mean Whistler. God damn it. Because Doyle does not suck. Doyle yeah, Doyle's is great. awesome. Why Doyle and not... Whistler. Let's see how good you are at figuring out my phrasing. Google. While you're looking that up, I'm going to mention one of my favorite lines from this episode, which was when Doyle said, we all got something to atone for. Yeah. I thought that was just great. Okay, so I found a Reddit post that says, because the actor who played Whistler was crap. Cool. Um. Oh, it says, uh, so Reddit user Beloy says, this one has a really simple explanation. They wanted to use Whistler, but the actor playing him was unavailable at the time of filming, so they created Doyle instead. Okay. Yeah, well, that works out. So it Tina, w- so Doyle sends Angel after Tina. And that chick is just too pretty, and her hair is too perfect to be working in a coffee shop, in my opinion. Dude, her hair was fucking... Okay, first off, fuck you, I worked in a coffee shop. (laughs) And you are very pretty. I know. (laughs) Secondly, my sister worked in a coffee shop, and I am old. My sister is way prettier than me and has way better hair. <laughs> I don't agree, but that's beside the point. Okay, but she don't talk had, shit about my sister. She had movie star hair. She did. She was beautiful. Yes. Um, and her hair was really, <clears throat> truly amazing. Like I also noticed her hair and was like, wow. Um. So, yeah, yeah. I let me let me back up just in case anybody else in the world got offended by my saying that. <laughs> what it. Takes a long time and a team of beauticians to get your hair to look like that, and a chick who works at a coffee shop does not have that. Okay, so I'll, I can tell you that. Wait um, a second, I want to back up for a second. Doyle picks up a sword in Angel's apartment. That is not a sharp fucking sword. It is all rounded, blunted edges. And I was like, if your props look like that, don't put them so close to the goddamn camera. Right. Sorry. Go on. Okay, back to the subject we were talking about a moment ago. Um, the Russell does uh, does say later that Tina could have been something. Uh-huh. So presumably he was grooming her not just for food, but for like acting for a while mm-hmm. and like being kind of famous and stuff. And so it's possible oh. that she uh, that 
if she hadn't decided, oh shit, Russell's a crazy person and I don't want to have, have anything to do with him, she wouldn't be working at a coffee shop and she would in fact have been a movie star. Okay, actually, I want to disagree and say that what Russell was saying was she could have been something, but I'm going to eat her instead. Oh no. Because she was not getting any parts. If Russell was grooming her to be a movie star, well, he's got connections with Wolf- Wolf- Wolfram and Hart. He, if he was grooming her to be a movie star, she would be a movie star. I thought the reason she wasn't getting any parts was because she had run away from Russell. And uh, Russell had blacklisted her. She, I would buy that if she had ever said the parts dried up. But she didn't. She said they weren't hiring. Well, I, I could have easily read any more in there. But she didn't say that. Huh. Um, but the other thing is, is that she is trying to be a movie star in L.A., so it is possible that she spends more time getting ready than I would think reasonable, because if you're trying to be a movie star in L.A., like, fucking Han Solo, Harrison Ford is his actual name, was, like, found at his place of work while a dude drove by. He was working on George Landis's house. Yeah. 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 So, like, he's just a fucking construction worker. And then they're like, no, you, you look like a movie star. So if you live in L.A. and you want to be a movie star, it seems reasonable that you would spend more time getting ready than I can even conceive of. Fair enough, because who knows when a producer or an agent might walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Objection withdrawn. Uh, But she was beautiful. Uh, I I had one more question about Doyle. Okay. Does he go demon every time he sneezes? Yes. So, like, just hanging out in a restaurant and he puts pepper on his food and then he's just demon for a second in front of everybody? Possibly. That seems hard. It's a hard life. <laughs> Being half demon is not great. Doyle, Doyle will tell you. Uh, but about, about Tina... My... God, you are hopping so much between Doyle and Tina. Did you guys jump to Tina before I was done with Doyle? <laughs> I'm done with Doyle now. Um... My notes are chronological, okay? You guys jumped my notes. My notes are chronological. Yeah, all our notes are chronological. But you guys jumped my notes. I'm sorry. Um, Why do pretty girls always want to be stars? How come she didn't want to move to L.A. just to live in the big city? How come she didn't move to L.A. because she wanted adventure and nightclubs? I honestly think they're just trying to set... There's a lot of talk about this town and what, how, yeah. what things are like in this town. And I think they're really just trying to set the tone. It of, is not hitting for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Cordelia was the same. When we get to Cordelia, Cordelia is there to um, try and be a star. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'd be okay with it if Cordelia, because that makes sense for Cordelia. I'm all down for Cordelia. Mm-hmm. But like... Why do why does every girl have to be wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't she have just moved? And it, like, this isn't just an angel problem. This is just a problem with female characters in general. Yeah. Like, why couldn't she have just gone there looking for something that you can't find in Minnesota or I, Montana or whatever? An easy answer is because that's what actors know. That's what like writers, the writers might know best, and so it's Good really point. easy to like write what you know and so like they just write like a whole bunch of people like this is why uh people and then they will be able to do stuff in the middle of the day and like and it's like and if you have a normal job you know that that's not how life works i mean i have a normal job and i can do stuff in the middle of the day because i 
don't work. Full-time. But you work part time. <laughs> yeah, you. So you don't have a normal. Like I'm talking about, a, like a full time job. Like, My job is fucking normal. God, you guys today. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> so, um, so then Angel goes to the party where somebody tells him he's a beautiful, beautiful man. I don't know. Did that feel a little homophobic to anybody else? It didn't, actually. It didn't, either. Not to me. It felt a little weird to me when Angel, when the guy says, I'm not hitting on you, and Angel sort of like, it looked to me like he recoiled a little bit. The the way, I, I know I'm not a man being approached by another man, but... I mean, to me, it read very much like I'm in the movie business and I notice that you have a good face and I want you to work for me. That's exactly how that read to me. Yeah. And I think I think his his, his I'm not hitting on you came because uh, Angel was not responding and the guy really could not conceive of anybody mm. that good looking not being an actor. Okay. So it, it no, it didn't read homophobic to me at all. Yeah, okay. me neither. Especially because when... Joss Whedon is homophobic. He's pretty bad about it. True. So. I was really excited to see Cordelia, because Cordelia is great. And I love how hard she's lying. Yes. Like, she's lying so much. She's lying so hard. And it's like, well, I should really be talking to people that are somebody. And then she leaves, and it's like, Angel's like, it's nice to see she's grown as a person. Yep. (laughs) That's great. I love the car. The car is so nice, and he keeps that car throughout the entire series. Yeah, the car is nice. I mean, I love the scene when he goes to try to save Tina, and he does his dramatic jump into the car, and then his key doesn't fit. And then he looks to the side, and there's his car. (laughs) Damn it! That was a good moment. Um, But he was so easily overpowered. When, when When the bad guys came for Tina... Two guys just grabbed him, pulled him into the elevator, and he was gone. Now, well, the, the elevator I know, doors closed really The fast. elevator doors closed, and then the elevator went up. But Angel is not just a vampire. Angel is a alpha vampire. and uh, He's I, like two steps removed from the master. And I, I feel like, if not for the fact that they needed him removed from that scene for a moment, he should have been able to shrug those two guys off like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bought it because the elevator doors closed. Mm-hmm. Had the elevator doors not closed, had they just grabbed him, I would have been like, nah, he's, yeah. he's out of there. I really wish that elevator doors in real life would close that quickly. Right? <laughs> I'm glad they don't, because more people would die. Enough people die already. Okay, you know what? F you. <laughs> I, I spent my whole life getting into elevators trying not to think about that. <laughs> I, uh, I, there was, uh... I can't tell you how the people die. It's just that they, like, die. And I'm just oh, like, there was a guy happened? down at MD Anderson who um, the door closed on his head and it decapitated him. He was a doctor. Yeah, and I'm just like, the door's closed so slowly. Like, how did this happen? But, like, I'm not making fun of the person. I'm just like, I just don't understand. But, like, I don't want to. I'm happy to not understand. I'm just happy to never have that experience. There was a week that I had to be in a hotel room with both my dog and my parents' dog. And my parents' little dog tried so hard to kill herself every time we got on that elevator. Every damn time. If I was going on, she would run off. If I was getting off, she would run back in. Oh, no. I was just like, oh, my God, Duffy, stop, stop. (laughs) Duffy's not my favorite dog. Cordelia steals food from the party to eat at home. And I'm like, I remember those days. (laughs) I lived those days. Cordelia bums me out. 
in, like, not Cordelia. Cordelia's situation bums me out, and I don't like it, because I feel like it's a little bit of a Cordelia's getting hers storyline, and I'm kind of like, we already did that storyline with prom. I don't really want to see Cordelia getting hers, like, air quotes, getting hers anymore. I don't feel that way. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way because I don't feel like she deserves it. Like, I definitely feel like she's suffering and it sucks, but, like, Los Angeles seems to be a place where people go and they suffer. And, like, this is kind of, like, a really, like, dark vision of Los Angeles. Uh, not as dark as it could have been. Well, definitely darker. Yeah, it's definitely possible to be darker, but, like, this is a really dark version of, of, uh, of Los Angeles, and, like, I really, like... Like, I, I see this as just emblematic of the rest of the show and how, like... And how, and also, like, it shows Cordelia's strength because, like, despite the fact that she's suffering so much, Cordelia still is able to, like, be upbeat and, like, still want to, like, help people and do stuff. Like, and, and I'm just like, man, I don't know that I could with, like, that little food in my tummy. Like, she's so amazing. So I, it gives me more respect for her, so much more respect for her. I, I also did not take it as a Cordelia getting hers. I, that's not how it read to me. It, it read to me as... As as her struggling, as her having to struggle, um, and and not uh, actually, I was. This what? is going to sound so egotistical, but all through high school and college, I never really had to work that hard. You know, I got a couple of like organic chemistry I had to I had to work at, but for the most part, school was not hard for me. And then I got to vet school, and all of a sudden, not only was I not special, but um, I was actually having to work at it and not always being as successful as I wanted to be. And so I, I, I kind of sympathized with her because she's never not been able to get what she wanted. And all of a sudden, she's not able to get what she wants. And she's really struggling with that. So um, I don't know. That's how uh, th- that's how I sympathized with her. I definitely sympathize with her. Like I, 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 I've been there. Like Jay said, stealing sandwiches from the party to eat later. Like I get that. But at the same time, like, Angel lives in this big, lavish place. He's fine. Why isn't Cordelia fine? Well, she doesn't know that you, like... Can just squat, can just in, these squat in these mansions. <laughs> like, like, Cordelia's there trying to pay rent. And so, like, she she's like me going to New York City and being like, God, I'm paying, like, $950 a month for a closet. But, like, Angel's like, oh, I'm not paying that shit. I just squat over there in that mansion that's, like, for some reason empty and beautiful. With a that's working the, elevator. With a working elevator. And, like, there's no black mold. There's no rot in the walls. There's no holes. There's no, no spray No polished paint. wood. Like, yeah, polished wood, like... It's like, beautiful. Yeah, he didn't have to throw out any homeless kids or drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Like... I wonder. Maybe he did. Maybe a vampire was staying there before he showed up. Maybe it's like a vampire safe house. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, and then Angel just showed up in town, killed the vampire, and took over the house. And that's why it has lights and water and everything. Well, it has access to the sewers. I like that. Could that be episode one? That w- <laughs> it would have been awesome if it were. That would have been a good episode one. I want to talk about something completely different. Lindsay. Lindsay Hart, 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 Hart. I forgot he was in this early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I was surprised and delighted to see him. But look how young he is. I know. He's so young. 
He is really young. The first thing he does is uh, pins Tina's murder on a dark complexioned man. So I was like, fuck you, Lindsay, and fuck Girl from Heart. Like, I just, I, I just, I'm not a fan, even though you guys love him. I mean, I, I love, I love Christian King. Christian King. I love him. He's fantastic. And you he does such from, a great job with do you Lindsay. Know he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, I do. The actor. Yeah, he showed up at Comic Con and I told him how great he was. Um, he got me a signed picture and he told. He told Christian Kane, my friend hates Angel, so just write something bad about him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so awesome. he wrote to hell with Angel and signed my picture. And little trivia, of course it happens later on in the in the season, in the series, and I'll mention it again then, but there's two times that we see Lindsay's truck, and it's an ancient truck with Oklahoma license plates, mm-hmm. and that actually is the actor's truck. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is the actual actor's truck. Um, yeah, no, Christian Kane is great, but fuck Lindsay. Okay, so I can see where you're coming from. I definitely see where you're coming from. But again, Lindsay has a redemption arc that he attempts. Lindsay is, I think, like, and I'm not, like, like, what he did was racist. I didn't notice it, but there's no reason for me to notice it. I was... I don't like this episode. No, it's And there were a lot of moments where I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching Angel. Um... (sighs) I, I, I paid more attention when Lindsay was on screen, but yeah. I, I will admit that my heart was not was not in this. <laughs> Lindsay's arc boils down to he was a poor, poor boy who um, is doing what it takes to be successful, and then he realized that he actually was not up for doing what it takes and tried to get out of it. Yeah. And, and then he aborted that mission and then went on to do whatever it takes to be successful. <laughs> okay. We're going to have many, many... Lindsay oh, yeah. Arguments. So many discussions. It's great. So, um... I have... Also, in all fairness, pinning the crime on a dark-complected man fits in with growing up poor and white in Oklahoma. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And I also take it as a comment on society in general yeah. that pinning a crime on a dark complected man, people will go, oh, sure, that makes sense. That yeah. follows. Um, it's kind of like when you want to pin something on a pit bull. Nobody's going to question that a pit bull yeah. did it. Um, and I'm just for the record, I am not comparing dark complected men to dogs. I just want to be very clear. Also, pit bulls are fine. Pit bulls are great. I love them. Little pibby puppies. Okay, anyway. Okay, do you, do you want to hear what my, my favorite series of lines are in this yes. episode? I finally get invited to a place with no mirrors and lots of curtains. Hey, you're a vampire! Yeah. What? what? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> R2! I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm from Sunnydale. We have a hell now. <laughs> it's fantastic. I did love that so much. Um, I did in that scene, though. Remember how hard Cordelia worked to hide what had happened to her family mm-hmm. in in Buffy? Mm-hmm. And here she meets a stranger that she's trying to impress. And she just vomits out the whole just thing. just vomits it out on him. I'm, I tried very hard to excuse it for her being faint from hunger, but I just didn't buy it. It struck me as being more of that forced exposition. Yeah. That just didn't work. Same. Uh, I can see that. Um, so, when when Angel is researching the crime, he literally Googles murders, or young women murders. Yeah. And then manages to put together, like, 
a reasonable amount of information from that. And I just want to be like, dude, Google murders young women and you will find so much stuff. That is not a, a, a deep, like, that is a bad string to Google. To be fair, he was using three computers. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that helps, but it seems to have helped him. So he's squatting with three computers. Yeah, he had three. No, no, he went to the library to use three computers in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. So one. Yeah. No. All the problems are there. I I, I work at a library, guys. The computers literally shut off at closing time. We have no control over that. They just stop. Um, and also you can only log into one computer at a time with your library card number. So do they come up and tell you we're shutting down? We tell people the library closes in 15 minutes. And, um, if there seems to be somebody, if I've worked with somebody on the computers and I know they're doing something important, I'll be like, Hey man, the computers shut down at nine. And a lot of the regulars know that, but a lot of people, even though we tell them, will still be like, the computer just shut off. I was in the middle of da da da. What am I supposed to do? And it's like, dude, it's closing time. So either you were about to be an asshole to us or like... I have no sympathy for you. Right. I understand you were doing something important. We, you know what time we close. Right. Because we don't get paid after nine. Like, I, like we have to be clocked late. Like, that, that's when they clock us out. I do have a question about how he entered Russell's house. I have so many questions about Russell's that. Russell's not living. Yeah, but... Russ, man, that seems like a real gray area right there. Russell's not living, so he doesn't... Russell can't doesn't have the claim that a human living person would have on a space. So, if I were a vampire, I would have, like, a living ghoul or something <laughs> that, that, that lives there. This is your house, this, okay? Yeah, this is... So, just so that other vampires could just waltz the fuck in. He, uh, oh, oh, like, yeah, like, also, apparently Angel's become a tech genius, or, like, has found plastic explosives. Oh, but Angel also forgets later when he can't use a cell phone. Yeah, like... Not in this episode, but later in the series. Like, but he's, like, hooking that plastic explosive in, and he's, like, it's got a timer and everything, and I'm, like, Angel, you have no money. Like, what the hell's happening here? It was in his his house. That it just came with the. It, oh, it was. It belonged to the vampire that was there before. Also, the three library cards. Yeah, the three library cards. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, I do have. Of course, this is from the very end. So I'm sorry. I'm just jumping. Um. Oh, so before we get to the very end, why is R- Russell's vamp face green? I don't know, man. I do not I know like the, answer the vamp, to this. vamp. I don't like the vampires. I know the answer to this. Yeah. They were they wanted the vampires in Angel to be a little bit scarier than they were in Buffy, so they were trying out new prosthetics uh, that they decided were not working. Okay. And I believe only used in this episode because my note is vamp makeup bad. Bad. Uh, yeah. So bad. Uh, but yeah, you see it on it's on Angel too. Uh-huh. Like I think they all have this new prosthetic and it's not good. Russell was the only one that was green and splotchy. I think. It was just bad lighting in that case. Okay. All right. Um, or also it could be like, you know, the master looked worse. So maybe it's just to be like, Russell is a very old vampire. Maybe. Also, I just realized that Russell has the same name as that vampire in True Blood, Russell Edgington. 
Huh. Well, Russell Winters. I mean, presumably there's more than one Russell. In the I know, it's just Empire. funny that these two Russells are very similar to each other. Mm. So, I love the Can You Fly line. Oh, yeah. that was so fantastic. <laughs> that, is, that is Angel being just the most. After Russell was like, you can do anything. Can you fly? Mm-hmm. Whew. Also, point for Lindsay in that he made no move to stop Angel. <laughs> yep. Like, Angel, like, that was a slow thing. At any point, Lindsay could have been like, right, sec- security, we need security up here. I don't know, something's going down between vampires and I'm a human, so I'm going to, I'm not going to involve myself, but but security. Uh, yeah, I do like Lindsay going, legal issues, I'm all over. Vamp on vamp. I'm going to stand over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going from your heart. That's how they do. That's how they do. Um, and yeah, I just... That is just such a wonderful way for a, an evil vamp to die. Going out the window in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But how about the arrogance of a vampire... Living in Los Angeles? Well, living in Los Angeles, but working during the day in a high-rise skyscraper made of glass. Well, this gla- they have special yeah. vampire glass. It was, it was special well, vampire glass, but still. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't know if it's really arrogant. Like, I don't know. I don't really consider it to be more arrogant than people who go to the top of the Empire State Building. Because you just don't expect anybody to throw you off of it. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah. And then that chair hitting the ground and breaking with no sign of Russell. That was some good shit right there. That whole sequence, good shit. So good. That was good. Okay. And I like Lindsay's super calm, like, there's a new player in town. So and Cordelia invites herself to be the manager of the brand new Angel Investigation. Yes, and she's so happy. Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. She's just, you know, she has found something to do. And and I just really appreciate that. Uh, but then Angel and Doyle have a conversation. And I am a person who is on board with Joss Whedon's feminism. This was a point against when Angel said something about how... I don't, I don't remember exactly what Angel said, but something about how she's attractive. And Doyle says, yeah, she's a stiffener. <laughs> I totally missed that line, goddammit. That's so Doyle, though. <laughs> She's a stiffener. That's fucking That's so gross. so Doyle. Doyle is gross. Yes. Doyle has always been gross. Yes, but you know who wrote that line was not Doyle. Joss Whedon wrote it. But, like, but like, I, I appreciate it. David Greenwalt might have written it. I appreciate it when lines are appropriate for the character, and Doyle has always been gross. Yes. Like, like, and, and this is a character, this is a consistent character trait of his. But was there any pushback on that at all? Angel, Angel might have given him a look or something. Like, like, Angel should have, not might have, but like, should have given okay. him a look or something. The so, answer is no, there was so no there pushback. wasn't. Okay. Um, I can appreciate it when lines are written that fit the character. I don't recall Doyle being that gross. I remember Doyle being pretty gross. Um, that is a, don't say that about anybody, guys. That's so awful to That's say. That's a fucking gross thing to say. Yeah, this is literally, this is the reason why I never wanted Doyle and Cordelia to actually get together, is because of the fact that Doyle was this gross. Uh, you know, like, full disclosure here, 
I did not watch Angel as much as I watched Buffy. Like, I, re- I have rewatched Buffy five or six times at least. Um, when it comes to Angel, I think once. Like, I've seen, I think I've seen the entirety of Angel maybe twice. I think I've seen it twice, yeah. Um, so it is not my favorite, so I do not remember things from Angel as well as I remember them from Buffy. Um, but I forgot where I was going with this. I don't recall Doyle being that gross. Um, I also don't recall super shipping him and Cordelia. Yeah. I, I remember liking him because he's adorable and charismatic, mm-hmm. but, um... That's a fucking gross thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> he he and he and 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 um, Cordelia were were never going to make it. Yeah, that was just not going to happen. All right, anyone have anything else on this episode? <sighs> I didn't love it. I had a moment when, like, okay, so I was thinking about uh, there was a there was a note that that. Uh, Doyle gave Angel at the beginning and I'm like why did you just leave that in your house where you were going to bring this girl Yeah. like oh my god I was thinking why do you need to carry on a note that says Tina coffee shop 5pm like you remember that shit you throw it away fuck you like that's not difficult information also dead like me much dead like me came after this though I know um but still like that is that is three bits of information and also, did it, did it rub any? It, it bothered me that Tina got in the car with a strange man, because let's be honest. At this point, Angel is still definitely a strange man to her. But somebody as paranoid and scared as Tina, no fucking way she's getting in that car. I don't care how good looking Angel is. There were a lot of things about Tina and Angel that bothered me. Like, well, do we want to talk about the line um, which I've written down here? Um, is I guess this is the part where you comfort me, not like you didn't earn it. My answer, my response is, ew, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was her expressing an expectation. Uh, a gross expectation. Yes, but but still, uh, given her experience, it wasn't an unreasonable expectation. True. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it just irked me. No, it, it you're irked absolutely me. right. Not you're about totally Tina. Gross. Like, I didn't have a problem with Tina. I just had a problem with, like, all the people in Tina's life that made her say that, like... Welcome to hell. Yeah, it was just, it was just, oh, oh. Yeah. No, you're, I, I agree with you that it was gross. I also feel like with what Tina has expect, experienced, her expectation that Angel was now going to insist on having sex with her made sense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not mm-hmm. saying it's okay, just that it made sense for her to expect that. Mm-hmm. I have lost my ability to shudder about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry you guys are numb to this pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just deeply warmed that you're feeling it. Yeah. I'm so sorry I broke the world for you <laughs> with two weeks of texts. I'm so sad. <laughs> you're a good guy. Okay, um, so do we have a rating for this episode? I just wish men were less gross. So, so do, do I. I. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. There are some great moments in this episode, but there are some shitty moments in this episode. I kind of feel like... kind of feel like I'm not going to be allowed to give this higher than a two, though. As far as I'm concerned, it's your deal. 
And I don't think I hated it as much as Adrian did. I hated it a lot. I hated it. Like, I feel like I know what it was shooting for, and I feel like it missed. I feel like your hatred is sufficient to make my three unsustainable. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like there was enough grossness. I feel like it was so far fucking removed from the source material. Because you're, you're very right. This was very much like, this is not about girl power. Women fucking suffer here. And uh, they are all but helpless to fix their situation. Let us kill the, let us kill one in episode one. Yeah. I think... Also, stiffener. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what... It's a two... So it's a two out of five, but, like, do we want to give Angel episodes Mr. Pointies? I don't know that Angel has a thing that's like Mr. Pointies, though. Teeth. Fangs. Mr. Pointies can be teeth. I don't know. I don't know about fangs or teeth. Okay, we'll just leave are you ready? Sh- are you ready for the really inappropriate joke? Two Lindsays out of five. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pointies can also be stiffeners. Two stiffeners out of five. <laughs> no, I veto. I, I, I exercise my power as editor. All right. Well, we'll settle with two Lindsays out of five for now. And then later on, we'll we'll decide what Angel episodes get if they're still going to be Lindsay's or if they're going to be something else. Surely, something in season one will spark will will capture us. Okay. I mean, technically, I kind of like. I do like that. Two Shanshus. We'll we'll let it. We'll let it. Yeah, we'll see what season one brings up. We'll put it on the back burner, let it simmer. But I kind of like that. Okay. But doesn't Shanshu just literally mean to live? Two to lives out of five. I don't know. We'll, think we'll find it. out in the season premiere, the season finale of this season. Okay, uh, so do the uh, rate and review thing on Google and iTunes, and leave, leave us a review. We would really like that. And go buy our books on a murder of storytellers dot com. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. And connect with us on social media on Twitter at once more w buffy or at Instagram at once more w buffy. Yes, do that. And uh, go visit gumbycatnetworks.com. We really appreciate them hosting us and our brother and sister podcasts and a lot of other fun and cool podcasts as well. Grr, arg. <laughs> Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.